Welcome to the You on the Camino de Santiago podcast, Season 3. This podcast is for and about people getting ready for their first ever pilgrimage on the Camino de Santiago in Spain, France, and Portugal. With your host, Camino guide and longtime pilgrim, Nancy Reynolds of the Camino Experience. Here's a question for you. What are your options if you don't have a lot of time to walk the Camino? We are going to look at one of the many options in this episode. Hi, this is Nancy, and today we meet Sean from the United Kingdom, who has just a week for his Camino walk. Why? Because he has dogs at home that he doesn't want to leave for any longer than that. Can you relate? Sean is a seasoned traveler who, get this, expects to get lost on the Camino and actually anywhere he goes. I think you will enjoy hearing his story, and hopefully it will even ease some of your fears about getting lost on the Camino. Back to the question of what to do if you don't have a lot of time, that reminds me to mention the save the date I shared with you in the last episode. If you are listening to this episode in early September 2023, mark your calendar and plan to join me for one of two webinars when we will answer the two-part question of how long does it take to walk the Camino and how long will you take to walk the Camino? I will also share with you my new DIY Camino planning program. If you are staring down the many questions you have to answer and the many tasks you have to complete to get ready to walk the Camino, and if you are maybe feeling a bit overwhelmed or just a hint of FOMO, fear of missing out, that you might be missing something important, I can help. Find out how at the webinars on Friday, September 15th at 5 p.m., and Saturday, September 16th at 9 a.m. Both of those are California time in the U.S. And you don't need to attend both. They're going to be the same webinar with the goal to catch as many people as we can given the global community of pilgrims. Now, I know I won't have good times for everybody, but I'll make some adjustments next time too so we can catch more people. Just check the show notes for this episode to find out what time the webinar will be held in your time zone. Next, a quick announcement that registration is now open for all of my 2024 Camino Experience groups. You can learn all about those on my website, which is thecaminoexperience.com. Look for the menu option called Walk With Me. Speaking of those groups, I want to share with you some of the questions I just received from one of the ladies who has joined my May 2024 group. I'm sharing these questions because I bet you have the same questions. And I want you to know that whichever of my programs you choose, these questions are answered in all of them. In my Camino Experience groups, in the Camino Frances Getting Started audio guide I launched at the beginning of August, and in the new Coming Soon DIY Camino Planning Program. 
And we get into the long answer for all of these. You may be wondering, which of these programs is best for me? Well, it depends on how much personal attention and assistance you need and want. I will share more on that in upcoming episodes and at those two webinars. But now, let me share with you those questions I mentioned. Here we go. The first few are about luggage transport. How will I transport my additional luggage required for pre- and post-Camino travels? What sort of bag can I transfer to Santiago de Compostela? Can this be transferred from saint jean pied du port Oh, I'm going to answer those three questions in just a moment, but let me share the rest of the questions that I got from her. They're so good. How do I start to plan each day and how far to walk? When do I need to book ahead and how do I do it? I intend to transfer my bag each day and just carry a day pack. What happens to my luggage transfer if I can't make it as far as I planned for the day for some reason? Along the way, what happens if I'm walking alone and miss a yellow arrow or trail marker and get lost? Do I need to book accommodation in saint jean pied du port Orison, Roncesvalles, Zubiri, and Pamplona now? Being vegetarian, is that an issue finding suitable meals? How much Spanish do I need to learn? Should I take Spanish language lessons? And the last one, I hope to arrive in Santiago de Compostela in time to spend at least two, hopefully three nights there. Do I need to book those accommodations now? Do any or many of these questions sound familiar to you? Are you asking the same or similar questions? And what other questions are you asking? Well, I'm going to answer the first few of those now. How will I transport my additional luggage required for pre and post Camino travels? What sort of bag can I transfer? And can this transfer be arranged from saint jean pied du port So I'll give you the short answer here. And if you want more information on this topic, you can go to season two, episode one of this podcast for the long answer. That episode is called All About the Luggage Transport Services on the Camino. Okay, here are the short answers. There is a wonderful, reliable company in saint jean pied du port called Express Bury Co. They offer several different services for pilgrims, including shuttle service from the Biarritz Airport to saint jean pied du port a mountain shuttle from Saint-Jean to four stops up the mountain, and stage-by-stage luggage transport to Orson, Borda, Roncesvalles, and Bergete. The other service they offer is shipping luggage from Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port to Santiago de Compostela. Express Burrico transport your extra bag, a whole extra bag, to a hotel in Santiago where you can pick it up at your convenience any day of the week, any time of day or night. They just need a few weeks to get it there as their deliveries happen every two to three weeks. And if you sneak behind the curtain in their office in Saint-Jean, you will see they are transporting a lot of bags. Well, that two to three week window shouldn't be a problem if you are planning to walk the entire 800 kilometers of the Frances route. They will take any type of bag, 
suitcases, backpacks, duffel bags, even those big reusable shopping bags if you can find a way to close it up. The cost in 2023 is 70 euros payable by cash or French check. And by the way, that includes transporting the bag and storing the bag. It's all included for that price. Now, I want to be sure to mention that this service is different from the day-to-day stage-by-stage luggage transport services that are available all along the Camino routes for around four to eight euros a stage. Want to know more? Okay, just a reminder to go back to season two, episode one. It's a two-parter that will answer all your questions on the topic of luggage transport. Ah, but do note that the prices went up in 2023. So when you listen to those episodes, be sure to add in your mind one euro per stage for the stage-to-stage prices quoted in those episodes, okay? All right, that's it on that. Shall we say hello to Sean? I am here today with Sean from Leeds in the United Kingdom. Hey, Sean. Hi, Nancy. How are you doing? Ah, doing great. I'm always happy to speak with someone from the United Kingdom. I have personally uh, quite an affinity for your country. It's not surprising. It's a great place to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to visit. I, I think I was supposed to be English. I really do. And something went badly awry. You get the good weather, though. Oh, you know, that's really true. I'm in California, and we have most of the time really good weather. But my parents were married in London, and then my brother was born in Paris. And I'll be honest, I'm still a little mad that my parents came back to the U.S. (laughs) I think I would be. Yeah. Oh, so close. Oh, well. (laughs) Anyway, we're here to talk about you and your Camino experience that's coming up. So I wanted to ask if you would start by putting the pin in the map, as I like to say, and share with us when you'll be walking and where you're starting and how long you plan to be out there. Yeah, well, I start my Camino 7th of September. I fly out to Ferrol. I think that I hope that's how you pronounce it. Any Spanish people will probably be cursing me. <laughs> um, that, yeah, so I fly flying to Madrid and then Madrid on to Ferrol. I'm due to arrive mid-afternoon and then I put my boots on and start walking in earnest the following morning. Okay, so you arrive in Ferrol on the 7th, and that, that's one of those things I think I'm most jealous about is because you live in your only one time zone off from Spain, you can travel and get there all the way in one calendar day. So that's yeah. that's exciting and envy-provoking for me. Yeah, I mean, I fly from the UK at quarter past 11 in the morning, and... I'm due to arrive in Spain. I think it's half past one in the afternoon. (laughs) Wow. And then how are you getting to Ferrol? Are you taking a train or a flight or a bus? Well, I I actually fly into Acaruna Airport. Ah, Perfect. I was in an island. Do I go to Santiago? So I just had a look at it and thought, well, Acaruna's closer and I can get, I mean, I can, I could have caught a connection to either. Yeah, it, it was literally a toss of the coin. Sure. 
which made me land for Akaruna. So I'll have a look at op- my options when I get there, whether it's bus or train or taxi, what- whatever. I think from Akaruna to Ferrol, it's a it's an easy bus ride from what I remember when I was researching that route. Yeah. So you haven't actually said it, but I want to make sure that my listeners know you'll be walking the Camino Inglés. Yes, that's correct. I'll, I'll be doing the Camino Inglés. Okay. Excellent. What made you choose that route? Well, it was one I could do with with the time frame that I had. It all goes back years. The BBC do a, a program called Pilgrim. And about seven years ago, eight years ago, they did the Camino de Santiago. It's a group of six celebrities. They walked the last hundred kilometers. And I just thought, I want to do that. I want to do the whole thing. But having dogs, it wouldn't be fair leaving them for five weeks. So I thought, right, well, what else can I do? So I looked at the different walks and I thought, well, due to what's going on, I thought I can spare a week this year. So I looked and I thought, Inglés, I can do that. Five days, not a problem. And that's what's nice about that particular route is that you can do People often use the phrase entire Camino. And so yeah. in this case, you can do the entire Camino in five days. I think I spent eight days on that route. But yeah, you can do it for as, however much time you want. I've actually booked a couple. I've got a couple of days in Santiago at the end of that. So I've got a day and, day and a half, I think, in Santiago. I thought, I need a full day. Yes. See the city and explore it and just experience it. Oh, I completely agree. I, I'm i just working on a uh, one of the sessions for the audio guide I've created for the Camino Frances, and I'm writing the piece on Santiago right now. And I look at the list of things I'm going to recommend people experience, and I can't see doing it in less than three days. So I have <laughs> hats off to anyone who can see what they want to see in that city in a day or less. <laughs> I probably won't see everything, but There's always next year and another Camino. That's right. That's right. You have to leave something undone to ensure that you go back. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, a lot of people, Sean, when they have this question of, I only have a short amount of time, how do I choose which route to walk and how far to walk? Many people also look at walking, say, the last 100 kilometers on the Portuguese or the Frances route. Did you explore those as options or did you go right to the Inglés? I did look at both of those both of those options. And I thought getting to them from the UK isn't an, isn't an issue. Well, it sounds silly, but for me, I wouldn't feel right so like doing the last 100K, which is why I didn't decide, let's do the first 100K of the Frances. Because if I did that, I'd find some excuse and I'd, come, and I'd probably carry on walking. Okay. <laughs> and all of a sudden you quit your job and we don't know where Sean is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, and there are all these considerations. And the thing I think it comes down to is what is important to you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to you. It sounds like to have an intact entire Camino experience. Yeah. I mean, next. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I wanted something that I could start and finish. Yeah. In one go. Next year, 
if I've got more, I want to do, I'll do a longer walk. So maybe the Portuguese, I'll certainly walk for longer. It was just this year with everything that I've had going on. I can only really do a week this year. Okay. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. A week and then for people who want a two-week walk and an entire Camino, you could walk the Portuguese from Porto. So it's Mm. really interesting to see that you can create the time length distance that you want in a Camino. And the other thing, Sean, I really like about that is that we talk about entire Camino, but it also will be an entire pilgrimage no matter where you walk. So is the concept or the idea of pilgrimage, is that an important part of this for you? It is to a degree. I mean, I am Catholic, a bit lapsed, but whenever I go, it it is still at the back of my head that I am Roman Catholic. I went to Poland on holiday a couple of years, a few years ago, and practically every corner you turn around in Poland, there's a Catholic church, and it's just like, I know I should go and be in there, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the Catholic guilt by any chance? Well, yes, <laughs> it, it, it is real and it is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks you in. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The thing I love about the Camino is that it is something different for everyone in terms of that internal or religious or spiritual component, that it can mm. just be a walk into your own self, or it can be a walk with God, or it can be in a decidedly Catholic pilgrimage but it's the walker that that seems to decide that yeah i mean if at the end of it and i get to the cathedral it's all like kickstarts the roman catholic in me brilliant if it doesn't again it will have been hopefully i've enjoyed it and it's been a long walk that i've enjoyed Mm. a gentle walk for me is two hours. You know, that's a, that's a nice, easy evening walk for me. I've listened to so many books uh, about the Camino and other long-distance walks, and it's like, I think I'll probably listen to one too many books, and I just thought, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's time to get out of the armchair. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Last year, I went on a walking holiday in Italy, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. You know, it was hard work, but by the end of it, it's like, yeah, I enjoyed that. And so I was looking at it again this year, but I just thought, you know what, John, do it. I just looked at the Caminos that I could do, and I thought, right, that's the one for me. Great. Instead of thinking about it and listening to it, do it. Do it, yeah. That armchair travel is lots of fun, but I think it's fun for when I can't go somewhere. But if you can do it, if you've got the means and if you've got the time and if you've got the physical ability, yeah, I'm with you, Sean. Let's let's get out there and walk this thing and find out what all the fuss is about because those YouTube videos and books and stories, people talk about it in such glowing terms. So what are you expecting? What kind of experience are you expecting? I'm going into it very open-minded. It's like, if I meet people along the way that we get on with, great. If we may, we may share a meal, maybe two meals and a bit of a walk. But I'm just open to experiencing the whole, the whole thing, the country, the people, 
the destination when I get there, Santiago when I get there. You know, as I said, I'm going into it very open-minded and just wanting to enjoy it. I'm hoping at the end of it, by the I think, yes, that's that's been a good week. Good. I'm just open to experiencing anything that happens. And I can get lost in a paper bag, so anything literally could happen. <laughs> okay, you'll be writing your own nonfiction fiction out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. And some would say that the best way to approach walking the Camino is without expectations and being open. So I'll be eager to hear how your walk goes. I'll be happy to share it with anybody who can nail down long enough to talk about it too. Yeah, good. Very good. One of the things I loved about Fedol is, of course, it's got water on several sides and it's just the first day's walk is all with water view. And the starting point, I guess if there were an official starting point, there's an office down by the marina on the far, I think it's the West End. And when I was there last year, there was a man there who was so enthusiastic about the Inglis route and he was giving out information and he was giving out stamps for the credential. And he showed me the water system that has been established on the Inglis route which they actually have fountains labeled and set up at interval. So you don't have to worry at all about your water supply on the Inglis. That's good to know. Yeah. So hopefully you'll have a chance to visit that office and get their information and their stamp and all of that stuff. At lunchtime today, I was, let's watch a YouTube video as if I haven't watched enough. And it was, so that this guy was, Starting from the in Ferrol, you know, it was starting by the by the statue, and it's like he actually pointed out the office where he said, "Wait, that's where you'll get you can get your first stamp, the first stamp in your credential." Very good. So you talked about your dogs, and I bet there are people listening who also have dogs or cats or pets of some kind. And so, what arrangements have you made for your animals while you're gone? Luckily, I do have a lodger that lives lives with me. So he's, a, he's actually a Ukrainian refugee. He's been living with me for the past year. He knows my dogs. The dogs like him. I was like, do you want to look after the dogs for a week? You and Katerina? Katerina being his girlfriend. And he's like, yes. So I'm like, cool. I said, I'll, I'll write, you out, write you out a list of what's got to be done. I said, yeah, brilliant. So I'm lucky that I have actually been able to have someone on tap, as it were, who could look after them for me. They're both getting on now. They're both 11 years old. I'd have felt really guilty about if I'd had to put them in kennels. Again, but even if with them staying at home, if I'd wanted to, say, next year, do the full 500 miles, I could have got the time off work. But again, I would have felt guilty about leaving the dogs for so long. I know they'll they'll be fine, but it's it's me. I'm big. It's softer. you. Yeah, let's not kid <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> yeah, they're like children, right? Yeah. And being dad, you don't want to be away from them for too long. Exactly. <laughs> Very sweet. Mm. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about how you've been preparing for the Camino. Have you come up against any challenges or frustrations in getting ready for the Camino? Not particularly. I mean, it is literally. 
I decided to do it. I think it was about a week or two before I first contacted you back in May. That was literally, I'd gone, right, let's do it. And it was like, yeah, right, what do I need to do? Once I decided which one it was, which one I was going, right, how am I going to get there? How am I going to get from the airport? Shall I stay in a hotel? Do I stay in an alberga? Shall I just risk it and see what comes along? As it turns out, I didn't risk it. I have my accommodation booked for every night that I'm there. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Have you traveled frequently before? It sounds like you've got the, you just sort of rattled off, here are the things that I need to do to to plan this trip. Yeah, I've done it nearly every holiday I've ever gone on. It's like, right, I'll decide on a place. Right, what country am I going to? Right, what city? Right. So it's like, I plan it out so, so much, but then I'm not afraid to wing it. Yeah. I once landed in Austria. And I had no idea where I was going to stay. It all worked out and I survived. So it's like, yep, right, that's what I'm going to do. You're here to tell the story. So that worked out okay. Yeah. Once I'm there, it's literally, right, what do I do? Right, let's walk around and get lost. Yeah, and let's see what we see. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of people's biggest fears, I think, is getting lost on the Camino. How do you feel about that prospect? I expect it to happen. <laughs> I've lived in Leeds all my life, so that's six, coming up for 60 years. If I'm driving somewhere, I can still get lost. Someone's described me as having the sense of direction of a one-winged moth in a candle factory. <laughs> one-winged moth in a candle factory. Okay, yeah. that's a clear visual right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened so many times to me in my life. It doesn't bother me anymore. Okay, good. Uh, But it's like, you know, I mean, people go, well, aren't you afraid of this happening? And I'm like, no, it's Spain. It's not out of Mongolia. Yeah, yeah. If I get lost, I'll say, which I have no doubt I will do. (laughs) It's not the end of the world. I'll just carry on until I find somewhere that or someone that can help. I can help myself. Yeah, and that's the key is there are people who will help you. And the other thing is the chances of you getting too far off the trail when you're on foot are pretty Mm -hmm. slim because after about 30 minutes, you're going to think, wait a minute, I haven't seen a trail marker or an arrow. Where am I? And that's your cue. I would say actually 15 to 30 minutes. If you haven't seen a trail marker, it's time to inquire if you're still on the right path. I mean, I have actually downloaded the Wise Pilgrim app I'll take whatever help and as much help as I can. Yeah, perfect. And those apps have, if your phone's turned on and you have a data connection, they have GPS that will show you where you are relative to the Camino Trail. So you can get yourself back to it. But it's also, I think, as fun to try to figure it out without a phone and figure out where did I turn that I wasn't supposed to turn or where, where should I have turned and maybe retrace a few steps or talk to a local person. And the the easiest way that I find is to point. So when I find someone point in the direction I think I'm supposed to be going and ask the question, Camino or Santiago, and they're going to get you back on track. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about your plans 
for your trip or why you're doing this or what, what you're expecting? When I originally booked, it was like, yeah, right, this is happening right in September. I mean, all of my family, actually, it's like when they found out, it's like, are you going with people? I'm like, no. I said, there'll be people there. <laughs> I said, but I won't know them. And they're like, but you're walking across part of Spain. And it's like, yes, that's what I do. Exactly. Do you not know me at all? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know. I mean, my family all know that even in the UK, it'd be like, yeah, let's go. Let's go for a walk. And I'll, you know, I'll, and I'll drive there, park up, get lost, come back. I used to go regularly with a friend and we'd both feel disappointed if we didn't get lost at least once on a walk. Oh, I love that. <laughs> wow. That's our measure for success is if we got lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I say, you know, I mean, it's, it does seem so like bizarre now that it's literally two weeks until I go. Yeah. But I've been pulling over here. Yeah, it's happening. And, and, and now I am actually as much as excited as I, as I do. Okay. Okay, good. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Excellent. Well, let me ask you, are there any questions that you have in your planning and preparations that I can answer for you? I've, I've looked at the weather that's normally in Spain for September. And it's like, I mean, I'm not afraid of getting wet. I live in the north of England. So I'm used to getting wet. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the, what's the weather like in that part of Spain during in September? The thing about Galicia is it can rain at any time, mm. at any time. And so anyone walking in Galicia, I would recommend that you have waterproofs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something, whether it's a jacket or a poncho, and expect to get wet. But I think the main thing is to keep your belongings dry. And yeah. that, what I would do is get a large, in the U.S., it would be a large black trash bag or in the U.K., a rubbish bin liner. Yeah. And make sure that everything in your pack is in the waterproof bag and it's twisted or tied so that the water can't get in. Because you might end up soaking wet and then you get mm. to the albergue or hotel and if your clothes inside your backpack are dry... It's no problem. You get out of your wet clothes and you get on dry clothes. But if the stuff in your bag is wet, that's a miserable time. Yeah, that is one thing I thought. Yeah, yeah just not to be on the safe side. Yes, yes. But yeah, I would say you can expect rain in September, especially mm -hmm. in Galicia. I've been watching the forecast because I've been reading online how hot it is right now. August is just always hot on the Camino. Yeah. And so, People are looking at these hot, hot days, but then the forecast is for rain. And then mm. th there's summer rain and there's fall rain, which is different. And then winter yeah. rain, which is different. And so you sort of have to be ready for everything. You have to have a layer for warmth. If it's mm -hmm. a cold rain, you have to have a layer for the waterproof, of course. But yeah, just to be prepared. And then the other thing is if, if it's not too much extra weight, I often recommend bringing along a small umbrella. Now, some yeah. people some people will get an umbrella that they can attach to, to their pack and be hands-free when they're walking. But I also like an umbrella for walking around town in the evening when I don't want to wear you know, a big collection of rain gear. 
and then just having a little umbrella to keep the water off my head when I stroll around the towns or villages, and especially Santiago. Well, I keep I keep one of those in the car for if it rains when I'm at work. That's going to be moving into the into the backpack. It's not like you can't get an umbrella in Spain. They do sell them. That's true. Quite affordably. My favorite is a purple umbrella I got in Caminha, which is on the Portuguese route. And it's it just every time I use it reminds me of how much I enjoyed being in Caminha. So that's kind of a fun fun way to get a silly souvenir. Yeah. I I mean I usually buy souvenirs from wherever I go. My thing is I buy tree decorations for Christmas. Oh great. Yes, I bet there'll be a shell on your tree this year. Yeah, there is a, there is a possibility that there's going to be a shell. <laughs> shell or some kind of a yellow arrow or something. Yeah. Yeah. Good, Sean. Any other questions that I can answer for you? No, no. I've said, you know, I mean, I'm not one of these overthinkers or over planners. So it's like, I'm just going to turn up and ex- just experience, you know, experience the good and the bad. Yeah. Hopefully no bad, but, you know, I'm just going to go there and enjoy it. Oh yeah. And you know, there might, there might be challenges. There might be hard times or hard days or difficult moments, Mm. but I think that's part of pilgrimage. And I think if we, if we expect it to all be rainbows and butterflies, we're going to be disappointed because yeah, yeah, it's not meant to be a day in the park. Yeah. You know, if, if I, you know, if I'd wanted an easy holiday, or an easy way to spend it, spend time. I had a book to w- a week on the beach. Yes, very good. Good reminder that the nature of pilgrimage and the nature of the Camino is meant to be a little bit of a challenge, at least. Yeah, yeah, good. Not necessarily a world of suffering, but oh. it will be challenging. Yeah, I've got one long day, I think, where I'm doing 30 to 33 kilometers. That's a big day. But, you know, that's my longest day. If that's the hardest part of the trip, I can live with that. And I bet there'll be a good meal and a hot shower at the end of that day. I certainly hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Sean, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. I love getting your perspective and the view from the UK closer to Spain. No problem, Nancy. Yeah. And to hear that sort of the buildup of, you know, heard about this years ago and then boom, made the decision and you're booking flights. I love that. Yeah, That's how it happens. Great. Well, I wish you a beautiful journey. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm starting to look forward to it. Excellent. All right. Thanks. So we'll wrap it up here and say goodbye to Sean. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Nancy. Bye now. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.